Hello, and welcome to Heartline Ministries, a one-hour televised program and audio podcast where we take the timeless truth of Scripture and apply it to hearts and lives in the 21st century. Join Pastor Harold Noyes of Community Christian Church in Athens, Vermont, and Pastor Timothy Golden of Life on Main in Charlestown, New Hampshire, as they bring the light and life of God's Word to current situations and experiences. Now here are your hosts, Pastor Harold Noyes and Timothy Golden. Well, once again, we want to thank you for tuning in to Heart to Line Ministry. It is a ministry where we take the Word of God and we apply it to our hearts, especially today in our world and the mm. situations which we find ourselves in. It is so nice to know that we have the standard of God, mm-hmm. the Word of God, to be able to apply to our hearts. And I love the, the uh, background that Tim has done, hungering and thirsting for the Word of God. Last week, we started a brand new study. It's out of Psalm 119. And every time I read this psalm, it just something new just pops out at me, Tim, concerning the Word of God. You know, last week we talked about the contented man. What does it take to be a contented man? Mm. You know, it first of all, it takes the Word of God. Yep. Because the Absolutely. Word of God will help you to stay a holy man. The Word of God will help you to stay a humble man or a humble person. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we need the Word of God. And what I'm concerned about is that I'm not sure that a lot of people who profess to be Christians, who profess Christ, really take the Word of God that seriously. Right. You know, they, they, you know, I get, I get a meal on Sunday morning if they go to church or if they mm-hmm. get it online or whatever. But the rest of the week, you know, they kind of go on a fast, I guess, from the Word of God. And to me, that's pretty, that's very scary. It's very disconcerting. It is because, I mean, it's just like how many of us would think of only eating one day a week? I mean, you'd be so incredibly malnourished, yep. and you'd be sluggish. You wouldn't. You'd be very fatigued. You wouldn't. You just wouldn't feel right. You wouldn't be able to function right. And it's the same thing when it comes to our spirits. Our spirits need to be fed, and the way we get fed is through the reading of the Word of God. And if all you're doing is getting that one day a week, you're going to be incredibly fatigued spiritually. You're going to be malnourished. You're not going to be able to function the way God wants you to function. It takes a regular diet of the Word of God. Yeah, and and certainly. Today, and you and I, you know, we have almost 100 years of Mm -hmm. pastoral experience between the two of us. And, um, you know, we have seen the church go, you know, down into the valleys and up on the mountaintops and down. And I would think that we would have more of that even keel relationship if the people of God would get into the word of God. And even in verse 9, heed the word of God. And to me, Mm -hmm. that verse 9 is really that by taking heed thereto, yeah. uh, what does that mean, to take heed thereto? Well, um, it's to really pay extremely close attention to. It, yeah. it, it's to not just see it. It's not just to observe it. It's to pay attention to. It's to be very alert, to really hone everything you have towards, much like a private would be in, in the army in paying attention to the commanding officer. It would be that level of intentionality and that level of determination in hearing what's being said. You know, and I wonder how many times, and and certainly, you know, in looking at the TV audience or the audience that's watching us and so forth, Mm -hmm. um, all of us are guilty of this. You and I are guilty of it. Mm -hmm. They're guilty of it. How often do we just simply read a scripture verse or maybe a couple of scripture verses, close the book and say, they have done my devotions for the day, and that's it. Mm-hmm. As a pastor, I'm asking as you as a pastor, what would you find most beneficial? If someone were to take do the devotions and read just one verse, but then they pick out words in that verse and just meditate on those. Mm-hmm. Or if they read a chapter and not understand anything they read. Well, I actually had that conversation with a gentleman um, that was in our church back, uh, of, gosh, there's probably five years ago now or so. Actually, probably closer to 10. <laughs> years go as you get older. Yeah. Um, but I was teaching a class on the spiritual disciplines, and we were talking about the Word of God. And part of the class was also 
making these things a regular part of your lifestyle, you know, prayer, Bible reading, things of that nature. And I remember a guy coming to me and because there was a Bible reading plan that, you know, you were yep. requested to follow. Yep. And, um, and even though I talked on this, he still kind of got stuck in that realm that you're talking about. And he came in, I could just see the discouragement on his face. And he's like, I don't know if I can really do this. I'm like, why, what do you mean? He's like, well, that reading plan, it's like, I try to, but then I just get so, you know, discouraged because I find I'm just reading it and I, I feel almost pressure to do so. It's like, I said, do me a favor. Don't worry so much about the reading plan. Just do me this. I said, start with that day's reading and read as far as you need to read until God shows you something. And when he shows you something, stop. Yep. And begin to process how you can apply that verse. Because I said, I would rather have you only read three verses every day this year, but have applied those verses every day. Right. Than to read through the whole Bible just to say I read through it. Because I said, the, if you do that, you're not going to apply it. Right. You're just going to be able to say, I, I finished it. But if you read only three verses a day, but there's something you get out of each and every one of those, by the end, and, and you apply it, by the end of the year, you're 365 steps closer to Jesus. Yep, yeah. You know, and becoming the person that he wants you to be than you were at this time this year. Yeah, and I find, you know, as a pastor, I find that, that to me, I would much rather have the people eat healthy. Yeah than to just pass through something and, and not get the benefits from it. I just, mm -hmm. you know, to me, that is one of the things that, to me, hinders the church is, is not taking mm -hmm. the Word of God seriously or not knowing the Word mm -hmm. of God seriously. Yeah. And I think the other thing that comes into this as well is with that other mentality is we begin to do it more as a religious act. Yep. We're doing it for the wrong reason. We're doing the right thing for the wrong reason. We're, we're reading to read because we're supposed to or yeah. because we feel we should versus reading the word because I get to spend time with God. I yeah. get to hear, take time to devote just to hear his voice. And if that's the mentality we go into reading our, our verses with, we'll come out a whole lot different yeah. than if all we're doing is just going through the motions. You know, one of my practices, just for my own life, but it's also, uh, I have placed it into a big part of my ministry, is when I read a verse, and for example, out of Romans 8, yesterday, I was reading a verse, and there were two words that stuck in my mind, for us, for us. So I started looking up scripture verses that had to deal with for us. Mm -hmm. And I tell you what, you cannot exhaust you know, in one day, reading all the scripture verses where God says he does, he, he is the refuge for us. He is the strength for us. He is, you know, making mm -hmm. intercession for us. All the things that he does in Paul or some of the other writers say, for us. Mm. You know, and I got so much out of it just looking at two words. But it really meant something to me. Over and above reading two chapters, for example, and not getting anything out of it. I... You know, I like looking at verses, and if I only find one verse, but there's a word there mm -hmm. that just clicks in my head, clicks in my heart, and, and say, I want to check out and see what that word really means. Boy, I tell you what, that, to me, that just brings out a whole lot yeah. deeper uh, relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And that's what this Psalm 119 is all about. Mm -hmm. This Psalm 119 is all about the Word of God, just like I asked the question. How sweet is the word of God to us when we read it? Is it bitter or is it sweet? Mm -hmm. Is it nourishing or is it something that isn't going to amount to anything? You know, uh, do you just get a high for a minute or, or is it something that you can rely upon for the long term? Yeah. You know, that's what, to me, that is what Psalm 119 is all about. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm excited about this this whole book. I did or this whole chapter. I just I look at it and say, "Wow! If this psalmist can have that kind of love for the Word of God, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. You know, I want that." So you know, we we looked at verses one through eight last week, Tim. Uh, this week we're going to try to go through verses nine through sixteen. I'm going to open a prayer. I'll have you read nine through sixteen. 
and then you and I'll discuss what the psalmist says in this stanza. We call them a stanza, eight mm-hmm. verses, and see how we can apply that to our own hearts. Father, we thank you so much once again for the Word of God. We thank you for your written Word that you've given to us, that we can apply to our hearts, that we can use to to just minister to our heart's needs every day and every moment of the day. Father, help us to have the same heart that this psalmist had as he was writing this long psalm. How important the word of God was to him. And Lord, may it have the same, if not even a greater importance for us today. So Father, be with Tim and I as we minister the word of God. Father God, that truly we would be a help to someone as they uh, study and learn the wonderful Word of God. We thank you so much in your precious name. Amen. Amen. So starting at verse 9, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. You know, last week, Tim, we looked at and, and we just gave it and we saw them in, these, in the first eight verses. You know, that there are like eight synonyms for the word of God. Mm-hmm. Here, we have um, God's word, we have the law, we have testimonies, precepts, statutes, commandments, judgments, words, sayings. All of those give us this picture of the word of God, and each one is used separately mm-hmm. and individually. And, and we're seeing the very same thing, and you're going to see that through the whole psalm, mm-hmm. where the psalmist is making reference you know, in 173 of the 176 verses, he makes reference to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. To me, that tells me something. Yes. If he's going to speak it this many times, how important should the Word of God be to me mm-hmm. as, a, as a believer of Jesus Christ? Yep. It ought to have utmost importance to my heart mm-hmm. and to my life. And the psalmist is now getting into that. He tells us how to be content in the first eight verses. Mm -hmm. Now he's going and he's talking about his own life. Lord, how can I stay clean before Mm -hmm. you? How can I stay in that relationship with you? Mm -hmm. You know, um, what is it you've given me that will help me to do that? Mm -hmm. Now, we know we have the Holy Spirit of God, and certainly he will guide us and direct us and and comfort and Mm -hmm. convict and do the things that that he does. But God has also given us his written word mm-hmm. that we can read, we can see, we can fix our eyes on and say, mm-hmm. oh, this is what God says. Yes. I think what happens to us sometimes is we read it and we say, oh, well, that's, that's just the interpretation or that's just the, the words of a, of a psalmist. Just like that's just the words of Paul mm-hmm. or Peter or Jeremiah. No, no, no. These are the words of God. Mm-hmm given to us as he has breathed them into yeah. the penmen mm-hmm. who have written it to us. Yeah. But it's not the penmen's words. Right. It is God's word. That's right. And I think we need to really see that. This mm-hmm. is God's word, not just the penmen's words. That's right. And understanding that what he's really painting a picture here of how it needs to encompass every aspect of our lives. I that's no coincidence that, as you said, there's 22 stanzas mm. in this chapter. And we mentioned this last week of how each one begins with a title. And that title is the word for the first letter or, or for each letter of their alphabet. And so what he's doing here is really painting a great picture here that the word, just like regular words, are made up of letters made up of these characters. He is not leaving one character undefined. In fact, right. each of these stanzas takes, each verse in each stanza takes that, le- that letter of that alphabet and drives home the point of God's Word. So it's understanding that God's Word exists in every level, on every layer of what we know and what we understand, because our understanding is based on knowledge, yep. right? And we get that knowledge through 
words through learning, right? And so we see this happening of him really helping us understand, look, this is not just about a word. This is the word of all words, yep. that being God's Bible. You know, the, 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 everything from the Torah all the way through the writings of the prophets. And even today into the New Testament, even though they didn't have that at the time, but that is, we see through Christ that this is just as much because he kept reiterating the, word, the Old Testament word and bringing new revelation into it for us to understand. So we need to see that he is so passionate about this. And as you said, the fact that he mentions the word so many times, it's almost like when you eat your, you know, you eat a favorite restaurant or you read a, a book that really impresses you, you keep talking about it. Yep. And he keeps talking about the word because it's more than just God's word. He understands it's the lifeblood mm. for him. Yep. And that if I am ever separated from this word, I am doomed. Yep. You know, yep. my, my ability to live a righteous life, my ability to live the kind of life that pleases God is only going to happen as I earnestly long for this word. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I've, I've read missionary stories um, of, you know, missionaries in countries where the word of God is not allowed, the word of God. And to find out that, you know, they have very few Bibles, so what do they do? They tear out a page at a time, yeah. and they memorize that page, mm -hmm. you know, and then they pass the page along, and then they get a new one. But they memorize it. Yeah. You know, to me, that is, wow. Talk mm -hmm. about really allowing the Word of God to take effect in a person's life mm -hmm. is to memorize it and to say, hey, so that if I don't have the written Word, I still have it in my heart. And I can still rely upon it because it means that much to me. You know, mm -hmm. it is that taste of honey or the honeycomb yeah. that is sweet to me mm -hmm. when I think about it, when I memorize it. Yeah. The yeah. great picture I get in my mind is, I, I know we've mentioned this before, about the Voice of the Martyrs Conference yep. you know, I went to a number of years back. And they showed a video of this place. And it was one of these places that, as you said, they don't get Bibles. And they had some boxes of Bibles that arrived. And people swarmed around these boxes as though you were providing a turkey dinner for yep, them. Yep. And, and I'll never forget this one guy specifically who, as the box was getting open, his eyes just kept getting bigger and bigger. It's like, I, I can't wait. And, and then the box opened up, and, and he was able to reach, and he, and he got hold of one of those Bibles, and he grabbed it, and he just looked at it. Yeah. And again, just with this look of almost, proverbial drooling yeah. <laughs> in a sense, but there's just such passion in his eyes. And then he just took it and he kissed it. Yep. And that's how sweet it was to him. Mm. And I think the problem in America, especially, it's so readily available to us. We have treated it like it's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, I'm very, um, I have men in my church. I got about six of them that are very involved in the Gideon's ministry, which is a ministry that passes Bibles out in schools and hotels and, and hospitals and so forth. And every once in a while, I'll go to a, a function that they have. And in giving out the Bible, I remember seeing one little girl, probably early teens or whatever, they handed her the Bible, and the first thing she did is she clutched it and just put it to a, to a chest like this and just hugged it, you know, like... It's, it's the mm. best thing she's ever had in her life, yeah. you know, and, and that's how the Word of God ought to be to all of us. Yes. So, you know, as we look now at these, at these eight verses, I, I like the letter, for example, that it starts with, mm -hmm. Beth. Yes, right? you would. Because <laughs> I have a daughter who's Beth, so I, I really like that. But in it, you know, it goes and it tells us the, the virtue of the Word of God. You know, what is it that the Word of God can do for us? Mm -hmm. So in verse 9, for example, where with all shall a young man cleanse his way? He's asking a question. Mm -hmm. All right, how do I stay clean? Mm -hmm. You know, how do I stay in that relationship with God where I'm, I'm clean? I can, I can go before him clean. And he goes and says, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. Mm -hmm. It's more than just reading it. Yeah. It is taking heed to it. Mm -hmm. Practice it. Yeah. Pastor Sherm, who helped us start this ministry many years ago, 
used to have this famous quote, and, and people in our church still quote it, application is everything. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's saying in verse 9. You've got to take heed to it. Apply it. Yep. I think so many people don't get anything out of the Word of God because they don't allow the Word of God to become real to them. They don't yep. know how to apply it. They don't know how to appropriate it mm-hmm. in their life and to take it personally. Hey, this is for me. This is mine. Right. So the young man is asking a question. How do I, how do I cleanse my way? How do I, how do I stay clean? Mm-hmm. Now, we know that we're only clean by the blood of Christ, but how do we stay clean? We stay clean by reading and heeding the Word mm-hmm. of God, taking the Word of God as God's Word, mm-hmm. not just simply saying, well, some man wrote it, and it's just a, you know, I'll, I'll accept parts of it, but not the other parts of it. No. Yeah. You need to take heed to the whole Word of mm-hmm. God. And this word heed also carries with it obedience. Yep. So this is going beyond just hearing or reading it. This is actually doing it. Yep. And following it and understanding it is, it is what governs us. Yeah. You know, and, and I really find the last phrase just as important for us. Because how many times do we read the Word of God, but then we, we put our own thoughts into it? Mm-hmm. You know, I will, I, will, you know I'll, I will do it according as I think. Mm-hmm. And that isn't what the guy, that isn't what the guy, that isn't what the psalmist is saying to us. He's saying, according to thy word. Wait a minute, what does mm-hmm. God's word say about it? Right. Not what I think about it or what mm-hmm. society has made me to think about it or whatever the case may be. No. What does God's word say about it? Mm-hmm. That is the final um, word, mm-hmm. if, I, if I can, in, in how we have to take it. It is God's word. It's right. not our word. Or it's not even important, and I've and I got to be careful in saying this, but it's not even matter what I think. Mm-hmm. What matters is what does God think. Yeah. How, how is God saying that? Mm-hmm. You know, and I need to take heed to that. Not listen to the crowd, not listen to the culture, not listen to the society, not listen to whatever. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, no. What does God's word say? Right. And it's kind of like the other old adage I've heard, you know, we need to stop defining the Word of God by our lives and start letting the Word of God define our lives, yep. you know. And and too many times people do just contrary. It's just, here's what the Word says, but you know, it doesn't fit with my ideology. It doesn't fit with my culture. So let's rework yep. what this should mean, or yep. let's redefine some words to make it sound and be more palatable to palatable to our taste buds. Now, take it for what it is. So the way we are to measure ourselves, for example, and you and I were talking about this earlier, is do we measure by, like, do I measure myself to Tim Golden? Hmm. Well, there's many things that Tim Golden can do that I can't measure up to. I just can't Hmm. do it. You know, so I'm not to measure myself to Tim Golden. I'm to measure myself to the Word of God right. and the God of the Word mm-hmm. because each one of us is made different. And, and therefore, if I measure myself to the Word of God and to the God of the Word, then that is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Not if I measure myself to the, my neighbor mm-hmm. or to somebody else. No, I need to measure myself by the Word of God. And that's part of the problem why the Church of Jesus Christ today, and I don't mean... The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I mean, the Church of Jesus Christ um, as a whole, you know, the universal church that that is seeking the true God. For We have too long done that. And doing that is very much, if you've ever played an orchestra or you've ever sung in a chorale or a choir, um, I had a a professor at college named Dr. Schuen, and this is one of the things he really drove home. Because he would constantly, if you ever wanted to get his dander up, start following the person next to you. Yeah. Because the minute he'd do that, he'd drum that baton on the stand. It's like, watch me, watch me. And, but then he, he one day went on, he's like, the problem is you're all following each other. He's like, and what happens is, is if what you're doing is following each other, then by the time you sing or you play, you're actually behind 
the whole thing. And it might sound okay to you where you're at, but I'll tell you right now, when you're out in the audience, it sounds like noise. Mm. The only way it's going to sound like the symphony it's meant to be or the choral piece it's meant to be is when you follow me and only me. Because if you all follow me, you'll be in sync with one another. And this is pretty much what he's saying here. You know, because when we start measuring ourselves to one another, we begin to get out of sync with with the real thing. We've got to follow the master conductor, and that's God. So in verse 9, he says, first of all, we need to practice. We need to to, uh, appropriate we need to applicate the Word of God mm-hmm. by the Word of God. Right. And, and that is important. That's why, you know, I, I have people ask me every so often, why do you use so many scripture verses in a message? Because I want the Word of God to teach us the Word of God. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yep. You know, I, I refuse, and I've never done this in 50 years, where I just take one little verse and just preach on that one little verse and not put anything behind it to prove it. Right. And what I'm going to put behind it is more scripture to prove why that verse mm-hmm. means what that verse means. And, and that's what you've got to do. And that's why he's saying, wait a minute, I need, if I take heed mm-hmm. to the word of God as the word of God, then I will keep my way clean. Why? Because I'm, I know yeah. what God is saying to me. Mm-hmm. Then he goes in verse 10 and says, how do I do that? How do I take heed? How do I apply the Word of God? The first part of verse 10 is what? With my whole, my whole heart. heart. Not my whole mind. Yeah. Now, and once again, there's a big difference between here and here. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Some say, what, 10 inches or whatever it is? You know, well, wait a minute. There's a bigger difference than that because yes. of what I think and what I really do mm-hmm. is another thing. Yeah. How I apply it. Well, something. it also talks of his passion. Yep. It's like I'm putting my all into this. Nothing's going to sidetrack me. It's really what he's communicating here. You go down to the deepest part of me, and that's how passionately I've sought after you. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and, and he follows that up with this plea to God. Mm-hmm. And, and I wonder, you know, why is it that the church seemed to be wandering off the path that it, that it needs to stay on? Mm-hmm. You know, why? Because he goes in verse 10, Oh, let me not wander from thy commandment. Mm-hmm. Don't let me wander. Don't let me go astray. Mm-hmm. You know, go off on a rabbit trail someplace, and I'm going to get lost. It's like that, that one sheep that leaves the 99 and mm-hmm. goes off on its own and, and can't find its way back. Mm-hmm. You know, wait a minute. No, i gotta stay. I got to stay with the flock. i got to stay with those. And, mm-hmm. and, and Lord, I don't want to wander. Yeah, and it doesn't have to start. The wandering doesn't usually start with a great big detour. There's not like a 90-degree turn or a 180-degree turn. Sometimes it's only this much of a turn. Yep. But, you know, if I take only that much of a turn, by the time I travel out a mile, two miles, three miles, that gets a lot lot longer, a lot wider. And that's the way the enemy works. A lot of times he'll do things, he'll just skew us off just a little, almost to the point you don't even recognize it. Mm -hmm. You don't think, oh, it's not that big a deal. But left unchecked. And by unchecked, I mean not checking it back with the word. Right. We will end up way off course, but it's going to do. It's going to happen so subtly. We're so, a lot of times don't realize it till we've already ended way off track, and then we wonder how do I get back. But if we stay reg- regularly in the Word of God, it'll keep checking us back to it. You know, on Sunday mornings, I'm doing the Book of Jude, and you know, it's a very tiny work, but but it is. It's such a book that is applicable for today and in verse 3 it says that that um, men will creep in unawares and they'll start teaching a different doctrine they'll start teaching something contrary to the word of God mm-hmm. oh it will sound like the word of God and it may have bits and pieces of the word of God but it is not the word of God right and we need to be very, very careful of that. That's why he goes and says, with my whole heart have I sought you. Don't let me wander. Don't mm-hmm. let me go on, on my own tangent mm-hmm. because that isn't what I need to do. Yeah, and he's almost implying in that, in that cry, oh, let me not wander, that if you don't intervene, I will wander. Yeah. That, you know, that's a big portion of what he's saying there. It's like, in myself... Even with my, all my best efforts ahead, I will still falter. You know, there's a song, prone to wander, 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, and I feel it, you know, and, and that's that's the way we are. Yeah. You know, we we are prone to going astray. We're prone to mm-hmm. getting off the trail. We're prone to kind of leaving what is necessary. And right. and the psalmist is, is, you know, to me, this is really a, a heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. I do not want to wander from your right. commands. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the world and society and mm-hmm. culture and friends and loved ones, they're going to, maybe not even on purpose, mm-hmm. try to lead me astray and make mm-hmm. me fall out of sync with you. Yeah, and he's almost implying in this one verse, he's got these two aspects. He's saying on one hand, with my whole heart, I've sought after you. Yeah. You know, my all is in this. I am I am determined. I am unmovable in this. But then he follows that up with this wandering. Yeah. And, but yet, what is he really stating here? He's like, my heart can be so firmly set on you, wanting to please you, but still left to my own devices, even though my heart wants to follow after you and will follow after you, my actions don't always line up. That's yeah. where I need help. Yeah. You know, and, and of course, we, I think we mentioned last week again about that passage out of Romans 7, one of my yeah. favorites because I can identify with it so well, where Paul says, the things I want to do, I don't, and the things I don't want to do, I do. And referring to this warring between the, the flesh yep. and what the Spirit wants. And, and so even Paul, being the great man of God that he was, wrestled with this. His heart was in the right place, yep. but his actions always faltered. You know, I think, I, you know, and once again, I don't want to put words in, in the mouth of the psalmist or so forth, but it really appears to me that the psalmist was very well aware of the spiritual battle mm-hmm. that each and every one of us face. Yes. You know, and even if it's a spiritual battle in, in a battle within myself, is I know what my old man wants to do. I know what my flesh wants to do. I know how I am as a human being. But, Lord, I want you to make me more like you. Mm-hmm. I want to follow what your word says. Mm-hmm. I don't want to wander from that. I don't want to go to my own devices and, and, and think that I've accomplished because I can't do that. Right. I can't do it. And, and then he goes in verse 11, and he says to us something to me which is so unique, so wonderful. And we mentioned it earlier mm. where, you know, in, in some of the countries where they don't have the Word of God readily, they tear out a page and they memorize that page. Well, what is, in verse 11, what does it say? Thy word have I hid in mine heart. You know, it's almost like, you know, I have set it in my heart so that when I face a situation, when I face a, a thing that is really wanting to attack me, my first inclination will be to what? Mm-hmm. To go back to what the Word of God says. Yeah. This is what God's Word says about that. Mm-hmm. You know, not what I think about it, not what somebody else has told me about it, but this is what your yeah. Word, because I've hid your Word in my heart so that when that, that thing happens, it crops right up mm-hmm. and says, here, here's the truth of it. That's it. And it's also realizing this concept of because I love this, and and for the longest time, I'm, even when I was knee high to a grasshopper, you know, yeah. we were memorizing this verse. But I found myself going back to this this week, and it's like, how powerful is that phrase? Your word have I hidden in my heart. Who am I hiding it from? I'm not hiding it from God because nothing can be hidden from Him. Yeah. I am not hiding it from the world. That's not what he's saying here either. It's not a matter of storing it in here so that nobody else a can see thing, it. Yeah. You know. Who I'm hiding it from is almost myself, you know? And, and it's not so that I forget about it, but we've all had those times. In fact, I had it today, as you know. Uh, in fact, it was a little late for our <laughs> meal because I couldn't find my cell phone. You know, I was trying to find it because in case somebody had to get hold of me, I couldn't locate the thing. And finally, I just took off. And, of course, we're sitting there having lunch. And all of a sudden, I feel my pocket vibrate. And I had it with me the whole time. <laughs> Welcome to being over 50. Um, but but, I what, feel so but what I see in that is almost this concept of this, your word have I hidden in my heart. I've hit, Let me so hide it in down deep that even if for some stupid reason I want to try to get rid of it, I can't because I can't find it. <laughs> but it's in there. It's stored. And why is it hidden in my heart? So that your Holy Spirit can bring it to my remembrance yep. at those times when I need to have it and so that I can live that righteous life. Yeah. Now, I look at verse 11 this way. That word have I hid in my heart is that what I've done is I've put, you know, let's say a vault in here or a chest in here with lock and key, and I put the Word of God in, and I 
lock it. Mm -hmm. And therefore, it doesn't escape me. Right. But it's there. And, and whenever I need it, it's always there for mm -hmm. me. That I can always rely upon the yep. Word of God to help me with whatever situation is that I'm in. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and the trouble is that sometimes we forget where the key is, you know, whatever. <laughs> and, and we, but, but he goes and he says, look, thy word have I hid in mine heart that I, that I will not, right, or I might not sin against thee. I find it very interesting that the psalmist is not worried about sinning against his neighbor. Yeah. He's worried about sinning against God. Yeah. And we need to get back to that concept. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because in that, he could have just ended it at that I might not sin. Yeah. But he didn't. The, the, and, and I think in there, there's a huge important thing, if we're not careful, we could miss it, that the emphasis is not so much on the sin. It's not so much on the behavior. It's on the relationship. Yeah. Yep. It's that I might not sin against you because you are that important to me. We mentioned last week about these first two letters, you know, that these yep. first two stanzas start with actually spell a word that means father in their language. And that's a very intimate yeah. thing. Yeah. And, and, and this is really what we're almost seeing here is that this is more than just doing the right thing. This is more than just being cleansed. This is about a relationship with the Most High where he wants to commune with me, but I also want to commune with him. Yeah. So it's, you know, in that relationship, and I, and I know as a young boy I had this, and I'm sure you probably did and all you who are watching. You know, the last thing I wanted to do as a young boy was disappoint my father. Mm -hmm. You know, and to have him say, Harold, you disappointed me, which he had plenty of right to do that, is, you know, what would that do to me? You know, that would, mm -hmm. yeah. But... You know, the psalmist is saying, look, God, I don't want to disappoint you because I love you too much. Mm -hmm. You know, I love you too much, just like my relationship with Patty. I don't want to do anything that's going to hurt Patty. Why? Because I love her too much mm -hmm. to, to do that. And that's exactly what the psalmist is saying. Yeah. I love you too much to want to hurt you. I love you too much to sin against you. Sin is anything that is contrary to what God has given to us. So therefore, even if it's a good thing, but if it isn't what God would have me to do, it's sin. So I don't want to do anything that's right. going to hinder that, mm -hmm. that's going to bring that along with you. So you have in verse 9, you have the cleansing effect of the Word of God. Verse 10, you have the controlling effect of the Word of God. With my whole heart, let me not wander. Um, in the verses 11 and 12, you have the correcting effect. You have in 11, that I might not sin against you. Verse 12, blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statue. So you have mm -hmm. to correct it. Lord, where I'm messing up, teach me. Mm -hmm. Help me not to do that. If, I, if there's something I'm doing that's contrary to you, I don't want to do that which is contrary to you. Mm -hmm. Lord, you teach me. That's why it says, teach me thy statue. Mm -hmm. If you're the teacher, Lord, then I can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. and, and that concept, blessed are you, Lord. I mean, satisfied are you, yeah. contented are you, holy are you, perfect are you. You are everything, and you're experiencing everything I would ever want in my life, is basically what he's saying here. You have attained these things, so teach me how to get there. Yeah, and, and, that, is, and that is the thing, is, Lord, if you teach me, I can't go astray. Right. I can't wander, as he says in verse 10, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're the one teaching me, you're the one leading me, you're the one directing me. You know, a shepherd would never bring his sheep into a wolf's den. Right. You know, he just won't do it. And, and that's the way God is with us. Mm -hmm. The only time we enter into the wolf's den or the lion's den is when we get off the path and we jump in on our own. Yeah. God will never, ever help us to do that. Now we're going to look at the value of God's Word. How much value does the Word of God have in us? For example, mm -hmm. in verse 13... With my lips have I declared all the, all the judgments of my, or thy mouth, of your mouth. What you have said to me. Isn't that what Jesus goes? All that the Father mm -hmm. has given me, I've given to you. Yep. Now, that's Jesus and his relationship. But are we any different? Mm. Shouldn't you and I be as ready to give that which God mm -hmm. has given to us yep. out to to the world, to those around us. We had to proclaim it with diligence. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't hesitate to tell his disciples what mm -hmm. the Father had said. You know, and we ought to do that. We ought to be diligent in sharing the Word of God. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. you know, if somebody told you something that, that you know, you thought was pretty special, you'd want to tell the world about mm -hmm. it. And, and that's exactly what Jesus Christ did for yeah. us. If it's really clenched, if he's really clenched you, if he's really transformed you, it's impossible to keep it to yourself. Right. Is what really what he's saying here. It's it, this whole concept of this is this is just my faith. This is just my conviction and it really doesn't affect anybody else. If that's the level of your conviction, I would question whether it's really the life flow of God yep. in your life because if he has really penetrated you, it will come out. It has to come out. You know, that's why he even goes, you know, not only do I, did I, did I write down that we ought to give it diligently, but we ought to give it daringly. Mm -hmm. And we get that at the end of verse 13. Yep. Why? Because he goes and says, I am to declare all the judgments of your mouth. Mm -hmm. When I was sharing last Sunday out of the book of Jude, and, and it was the hard portion of scripture. You know, mm -hmm. something that today in our world isn't talked about. That was a sin, and that's how, how we have have strayed from God and and you know and I even shared with the people said look this is a hard message because I'm 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 giving you the bad news so that you can appreciate the good news right you know if there's no bad news then the good news isn't going to have the same effect on us right. but if I share all have sinned and come short of the glory mm -hmm. of God that's the bad news yeah. but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord mm -hmm. if you can realize the bad news then when I mm -hmm. come with the good news you're going to readily accept it. So, oh, I want it. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's doing at the end of verse 13. Yeah. I declare all the judgments of God. I'm daring mm -hmm. to step out on a limb and mm -hmm. say to you, you're a sinner. Yeah. And it has to be all. Yeah. You know, because that, that's really the important word there is all. And, and as you said wonderfully, you share the good news. It, the, the, there are good judgments. Yep. That, that you do the right things. There are benefits. There are privileges that come with that. Those are judgments. Yep. Positive judgments, but they're judgments. But you can't just teach those without embracing also, as you said, the judgments that come as a result of sin. Right. On the other hand, you can't just teach those without, without the, the other either. Because yep. the church has erred on both sides. Back in the 50s and the 60s, I think we aired maybe a bit much on the sharing the bad judgments, yeah. and we didn't share really much about the good judgments. Latter years, we've swung the pendulum the other direction, and yeah. we need to get back to preaching the yeah. whole truth. So it's almost like we have overcorrected. Yes. You know, and instead of saying, look, you know, I need to teach the judgments of God, mm -hmm. but in teaching the judgments of God, I do not want to frustrate the grace of God. Right. And, and we need to make sure that we have that balance. Mm -hmm. and, and the psalmist is saying to us, with my lips, I have declared all the judgments. I've done it diligently. I've done it daringly. Yep. And then we have the prize. And this mm -hmm. is what the prize is. Verses 14 through 16. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies mm -hmm. as much as in all riches. Mm. Can we look back and see what God has done, how God has worked, how God in his mercy has lavished us. Mm -hmm. You know, even, even in those times when God has had to spank us, even in those times when God has had to discipline us, can we look back and say, boy, I needed that spanking. Mm -hmm. I needed that discipline. I can mm -hmm. look back as a boy, you know, with my dad, and he was pretty conservative, pretty, pretty rough, rough guy. And, but boy, I tell you what, I needed the discipline so that I could become the man that God wanted me to be now. Mm -hmm. And and the psalmist is saying the thing, same yep. thing. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies. Mm -hmm. I look at what you've done. Oh, I look how you allowed Israel to wander for 40 years. Mm -hmm. Why? Because when they crossed over into Canaan. You know, that kind of thing. It's in, mm -hmm. You know, that's why, that's why I have yeah. to do that. And again, what a powerful word. You know, I, I tend to, when I read scripture, I don't just see what's there. I see what's not there yeah. lots of times. And I think it's interesting. He didn't say I have appreciated yep. the way you know uh, the way of your testimonies, you know, or anything of that nature. Or I've come to understand, or I've come to uh, you know acknowledge. He uses the word rejoice yep. in the way of your testimony. So this is everything that you testify, everything your life is about, everything your character is about. It, he doesn't say in the ways 
of yep. your testimony. There's one way. There's one way. All of his testimonies point the same way. Yep. And that's to his holiness, to his righteousness, to his grace, and to his mercy. I have rejoiced in it. I have taken great joy over and over and over and over again. And as you said, when you take that and realize that amongst that way of his testimonies also carries with it, there's been some times I've had to be, as you said, spanked. Yep. You know, as well as the times I've received your, um, you know, I, I've seen that smile on your face. Yeah. Yep. Or, or received that encouragement from, from your word. Lord, there's times that you've had to rebuke me too. But you know what? All of them are equally wonderful. Yeah. So all of God's testimonies are priceless. Mm-hmm. And that's what he says at the end of verse 14. Yeah. Well, as I have as much as in all riches. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the greater the rich, the riches is, you know, the more valuable that gold mm-hmm. thing is or whatever. You know, that's how I take your word. That's mm-hmm. how I take your testimonies. That means those spankings I needed to get, as well as those blessings that you lavished me so mm-hmm. much with. I need to take all of it. Yeah. So many people are inclined to just to take the good things and not appreciate the bad things. Sometimes we need to appreciate the bad things in order to, mm-hmm. to uh, see God's heart mm-hmm. for us. Right, because without those, we'll never walk in the fullness of his blessing. Right. If all we take is the good ones and we disregard the the the, the bad discipline, the, the discipline when we've, you know, erred, we will never ever enter into the fullness of His grace, yep. and, and we will be greatly lacking um, from the from exactly what it is He desires for His children. You know, I remember talking with my pastor Sherm Stevens, who's gone just recently gone home to be with the Lord, and back in 1969, they had a fire at the house and they lost four daughters. Mm-hmm. And in talking with Sherm over the years, you know, and just kind of reminiscing and talking about the girls and stuff, because I knew Vicky and Bonnie especially very well, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Sherm would always say this to me. He says, oh, the cost was great of my losing four daughters, but the um, benefits are even greater. And I said, Sherman, what do you mean by that? He says, because look at the literally thousands of people that we've had to share the gospel with and thousands of people that have come to know Jesus Christ through the loss of my daughters. Oh, it hurt badly. You know, it stung real bad. But you know something? The bomb of Gilead that come over me when I know that Harold Noyce, for example, came to know Jesus Christ, and now he's pastoring, and the hundreds of people that I've had the chance to share the gospel with and lead Mm -hmm. to Jesus Christ. He says, hey, you know something? It cost me dearly, but you know something? It was worth it. Mm-hmm. And and that's the way we look at this, right? You know, um, I have rejoiced in the ways of thy testimony, whether they be the hard things, whether they be the nice, mm-hmm. easy, fluffy things, and then so forth. And then he goes in verses fifteen and sixteen, where he says, "Okay, these things are priceless; they're practical, and I want to prove it." Watch this, verse fifteen: I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I like those two words: meditate and respect. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chew over this, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I always give the picture of the cow, you know, how many times does he chew it and swallow it and chew it and swallow it and chew it and swallow it? That's what we need to do with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. You know, don't just read one scripture verse and say, you know, for 20 minutes and say, there, I got it all perfect. Right. I tell you what, you read that scripture verse tomorrow and see what God will show you. Mm-hmm. Because he may just kind of add something, another picture for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and how many times have I read the Word of God and I say, yep. I never saw that the first time. Yeah. But now I see it this time. Yep. And that's what he's doing. So, I will meditate in thy precepts mm-hmm. and I have respect unto thy word. And then verse 16, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I delight myself in mm-hmm. them. You know, there's something that I want to do. I want to practice it. I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I intentionally do it. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it because the pastor says I need to read the Word of God. I'm not doing it because, you know, I, I, I feel guilty if I don't. Mm-hmm. No, I want to delight in doing that. Mm-hmm. And the psalmist says, he delights myself in thy word. I will not forget thy word. Mm. Why? Because I have delighted. If you yeah. read a book because you want to read it, you're mm-hmm. going to remember that book. 
That's right. If you read a book because it's an assignment that you have to do for school. I've read many books that I, was an assignment, and I can't, even, I can't even tell you what the titles of them are anymore. Mm-hmm. But if I read something, and I've had several books that I've read that I had to read every word. I just read one by Dr. Erwin Lutzer, and I was close with this. Dr. Lutzer's got a, got a brand new book out saying, We Will Not Be Silenced. Mm-hmm. Now, usually I will just kind of thumb through and read the important things and, and that, speed read it or whatever. Mm-hmm. I could not put that book down. And that would be a book that will stay with me mm-hmm. probably the rest of my life. I will, we Will Not Be Silenced by Dr. Lutzer. Yeah. Only because it, it's, I wanted to read it, I delighted in reading it, and it really made an impact. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Word of God would do. And again, through this whole thing, again, if you look at just the verbs that he uses, you see the heart. Yep. You know, as you said, delight, contemplate, meditate, rejoice, declare, um, hiding it in my heart, giving, you know, devoting my whole heart to this. It's, it oozes passion all the way throughout, yep. and that's where it's got to start. And if you don't have a passion for the Word, ask God to give you a passion for His Word. You know, and He does it purposefully, mm-hmm. because you have in verse 15, verse 16, He starts off, I will. I will. Yep. I will. So there is a purpose to it. Exactly. I hope this, these these uh, meditations, these devotions that we're doing are helpful to you in this psalm. Next week we'll go from verses 17 through 24, mm-hmm. and we're going to continue with this psalm. But I hope, you, I hope you're gleaning something from it. I'm hoping it's helping you see the importance of the Word of God in your life. Mm-hmm. I'm Pastor Harold Noyes, pastor of the Community Christian Church. We have morning worship, 9.30 in Athens, Vermont. We are located on the lower road in Athens. Some people call it the Brookline Road. 9.30 Sunday morning, 6 o'clock Sunday nights. We have 7 o'clock Wednesday night prayer meeting. And we have Bible studies during the week that you can call the office and get in touch with. And if you're in the Charlestown area, uh, join us at Life on Main. We meet at 223 Old Springfield Road, the Charlestown Senior Center, every Sunday at 11 o'clock. We have a coffee fellowship hour at 10. You're welcome. Come join us, uh, get to know us, but more importantly, worship the incredible Lord and Savior that we've Amen. all come to love right. so dearly and uh, be a part of that. We also have small groups that meet during the week. We have a, an interdenominational um, Wednesday night prayer meeting that also happens at our house at 276 Main Street in Charlestown on Wednesday nights at 630. You're welcome to join us for that as well. We just want to thank everybody for tuning into the program. Let those that you know know about it. Share it on your Facebook pages or other social media avenues that you have. Uh, You can find us on all the community stations from Brattleboro up to Springfield in Vermont as well as the Northeast Kingdom as well as on podcast providers and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Heartline Ministries. You can also find us on Falls Area Community Television website at fact8.com or on our YouTube channel at bit.ly slash lifeonmain. We want to thank you so much for tuning in to Heartline Ministry.